I'm seeing the world so differently now, just in these last two years, which I'm sure a lot of the audience is as well. I question everything, dude. I, and I don't claim to be right on anything. I just say, I just, my problem is I opened up Pandora's box and I just have more questions than answers and I'm just bringing it to my audience. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes, I'm your host. And today we have a true OG of the truth community, David Nino Rodriguez. Once a top 10 feared and ferocious 36-0 heavyweight boxing contender and champion, David has now decided to turn into a different fighting arena, becoming a full-time truther and podcaster. David pulls no punches. And I go straight for the jugular. So make sure to check out his best-selling book, When the Lights Go Out, on Amazon. And also check out ninoscorner.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, David Nino Rodriguez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes. I'm your host. And today we have an, a true OG of truth. <laughs> David Nino Rodriguez, my brother. How are you today? I'm already an OG. It's only been oh. like a year. <laughs> Dude, these last two years feel like a decade. So it Dude, might as they, well be. Dude, no bullshit on that. It does. Right? It feels like we're already in World War Three. <laughs> I mean, how did that happen already? Man, we went from Trump being president to COVID to now World War III. This is great record timing. Literally, literally. I mean, I've I've never, you know, I, they, I saw a meme recently that '90s babies have been through Y2K, 9/11. Uh, uh, I mean, what what else? Uh, the the collapse, right? The the real estate market collapsing, uh, and now COVID. I mean, who knows what oh, else and, happened? And more to come. Yeah, what, and much more to come. More to come. It's it's uh, the whole it's, world is just is completely shifting and changing right now. This is, and this is the the whole reason for World War Three is who's going to control the shift. Ooh, who's going to control the shift? This dude speaks the truth. I've been bringing it on there, man. I mean, listen, I got a lot of opposing opinions on there, but you know, my job, the way I look at it, my job is not everyone can agree, right? I mean, it, it's just it's one of those things where. We got to dissect information from everybody. I just had Patrick Berge on, and he's basically throwing Michael, you know, General Flynn under the bus. But hey, we all got to. We in order to discover the truth, we got to lift all the rocks up. I mean, we can't leave anything untouched. So I, I bring it all, man. And that's what I love about you. You bring this. Um, I don't want to say brashness or like you know rawness, uh, but it's this like ability to yeah to be open to any perspective like hey well in a if you disagree world, with me living, great <laughs> this is a fake world right look at instagram look at all the stuff we have to we're inundated with daily got to bring something real to people because every day we're we're just flooded with this fake bullshit all of us every day everyone's posting their relationships on instagram everyone's looking at themselves singing songs lip singing songs doing movie lines it's bullshit it's bullshit it's all day bullshit and i'm here to bring some some truth and some raw blunt force trauma. That's it. <laughs> raw blunt force trauma. I love it. <laughs> you know, and that, that's that's what's so great about your perspective because it comes in it comes in direct. Like here it is. Here's the information. You can't. You don't have to agree, but here it is. Um, so I really want to know 
like that your journey a little bit on, to this point. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your life and like, you know, what happened during those years of boxing and specifically what was that moment for you that really shifted you out of the, 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 the matrix? Like what was a red pill moment? You know, I, I'm going to be honest, man, ever since I was a kid, I saw through the whole, the whole paradigm of bullshit. I, I just, I never conformed I, dead serious, man. I was bullied as a kid. That's what the book, when the lights are out, when the lights go out is about it's about being bullied and then how that i was bullied into champion i became a hell of a fighter because i carried so much animosity and and frustration and insecurity you know now that i look back on it that it made me a great fighter but to be honest with you um ever since day one in school i just looked at things so differently than other students and i just uh, i knew my path was not to and i and and just to be clear here, I didn't finish school. I got my GD, generic equivalency diploma. But <laughs> <laughs> but um but I just felt like it wasn't my calling. It just I, I wanted to be a fighter. I wanted I knew what I I knew what my heart wanted. I don't think enough people follow their heart. I just don't think so. I think people you've got to be tough to follow your heart because you're gonna take a lot of hits. But it's worth it in the end, man. It's worth it in the end to be who you want to be, you know, follow your dream. Not many people. That's why this whole socialist thing is so appealing to all the failures <laughs> because think about it's it. easier not to take responsibility. It's easier <laughs> just to say, ah, oh, let's all just drop the bar, be mediocre, not do shit. And, uh, Oh, you're following your dream. You want money. You want to do well for yourself. How dare you? How dare you take away from the government's ability to yes. provide? We should all be the same. <laughs> It's horrible. Never, never mind yeah. that God put us all here to be unique and different, and and uh, and and have our own aspirations and follow our dreams. Socialism kills the soul, kills the human endeavor. That's what that does. It's not about being a good Christian and let oh everyone deserves this. No, 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 no. It's about killing the human endeavor. What makes us powerful? If we all realize our own power. This world would change immediately, let me tell you. But unfortunately, everyone, what they're being taught and conditioned in school, you got these liberal professors, all these people teaching how it's just good to just be right here. And nobody needs to be out there. Nobody needs to strive for excellence. <laughs> it's a thing of the past. <laughs> yeah, that's such a, a real statement, what you said there. Um, it's it's almost as if like it, it there's comfort, right? There's comfort in not having to take on that responsibility to have someone step in and take care of you like a little baby and and and, and caress you and, and make from you the cradles like to the grave and who's going to do that better the government exactly so what was what was it for you that that snapped you out of that like you know was it was there any moment i know you mentioned that you've you've kind of been going it since since childhood but like you know you went into boxing and you, and you were going down that road of of you know being a successful champion at boxing so what happened? What happened that, that you were like, I can't do this anymore. I got I to gotta do something different. Well, I've always been a truther my whole entire life, especially after watching 9-11. Mm -hmm. I was one of the few people that was watching it in real time going. I think I saw that in Las Vegas when they used to bring down buildings. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and then you, I started going down the rabbit hole even deeper. And then, <laughs> dude, that's another whole story right there. But I, that's for another show. But, but uh Boxing to me was um, just where I could uh, – I always had a lot of anxiety and frustration and just fucking mad at the world. And I just – I had to take it out in the ring. The only place I could really find peace is in centered and feel centered is when I was training eight hours a day. 
because mm. my mind was just so out there, man. I just couldn't contain it. I had to be out there training, fighting, training, fighting, then party, 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 train. And then towards the end of my career, all I wanted to do was party because I grew out of my boxing. I was just, and then, and then the truthing stuff started coming in when I retired from boxing, I had a long extensive career, about 15 years of professional fighting. And then, um, the truth being a, what we call now in the movement, the truther mm -hmm. happened by an accident was that viral video I made just having a cup of coffee in my backyard about talking about kids in tunnels and Trump and what's going on, um, through the data and people that I know in the, in the, in the Hollywood scene. And, you know, and I know some very credible people and, um, I just kind of just talked about it nonchalant, like kind of eh, whatever. And then that video just took off and went viral. So I kind of got thrown into this. Now it was either I embrace it or I run from it. I could have just been like, Oh, this is too much. It's scary. I don't want to do nothing, but that's not me. I'm a fighter. I have a backbone. And I, I either, and I felt like, you know, God gave me this, this moment to, to capture it. If I was socialist, I would have bowed down and just said, Oh, yeah, <laughs> which a lot, a lot of people did. <laughs> a lot of people. Did. Yeah. No, I, I said, no, let's go for it. And so I, I prayed about it quite extensively. I prayed a lot. I didn't know what to do. And I felt fear, you know, I felt scared. I, didn't, I was like, man, I'm really, I really hit the beehive with this one of the wasp nest. I really smacked it hard with that stick. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to stay in the pocket and, 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 and see this to the end. And that's what I did. I started going on shows like yours and like other people's and doing my own stuff on Instagram. Let me tell you the most terrifying thing for me, what it was. You want to know what it was? The most terrifying for me, the most terrifying thing for me was when that viral video hit and I didn't know, it was, I didn't know I wasn't out looking for a viral video. I didn't do anything like that's not what I was trying to do. I was just having a Facebook live moment and I thought I'd get 5,000 views, 10,000 views. Like I always, you know, nothing big. The scariest moment for me was when my phone kept running out of battery because of the bling, 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 and vibrations of how fast my Twitter account was taken off and how fast my Instagram account was taken off and how fast my Facebook was taken off and all the other platforms. My phone could not, I could not put it down. It would literally vibrate off the desk. And that was for about a week straight, bro. Wow. Like not one night or two nights. This was, and I got so friggin' terrified because was I was like, Oh boy, I'm in it now. Like the, the topic that I covered was bad. And I'm like, shit. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm, I'm dead, dude. Like I was like, that was really, I didn't know how I was going to handle it. I didn't know what kind of press I was going to get, but I just dude, All I did was pray to God. I, I knelt before God and prayed every day. And during that time, during that time of, of all that happening for me, my dad was in the hospital and he was getting a heart valve transplant. And I thought I was going to lose my dad. So all this shit was happening at the same time. And then COVID hits and I couldn't go see my dad in the hospital. I mean, it was bad. And this whole time I still, I was still sober, you know, and I am still sober now, but talk about being tested, bro. Talk about being tested. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine um, being in that situation where, yeah, you say something and then and then there's an attraction, there's a magnetism to that. And it's like, let me go back and see exactly what I said. <laughs> Dude, I tried to delete the video, everything, nothing worked. I was like, it's already too late. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once uh, you upload anything to the internet, it is forever. Oh, I know, it's gone, <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, so 2020 hits, that happens. 
And you're like, you know what? I got to step into this power. I got to step into this to, you know, you said you have a backbone, you know, backbone for, for physical fighting. This is like a backbone for spiritual fighting. hundred uh, percent. This fighting. is way different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I share, share just a little bit about that. Like how, how was it different for you? And did you have, did you have to deal with like the censorship and the, and the, and the, and the hate? I mean, how was that for you? Well, first of all, the censorship was bad for everybody for a moment. They're like, that's when they knocked off Trump from Twitter. They were knocking off everybody. Everyone was getting deplatformed, kicked off. I can't believe they didn't kick me off. I'm like, am I not good enough? That's so a, I, like, I said the same. I was like, who, I was do like I, wow. who do I have to piss off to, at the IG overlord table there to get banned? What the heck? Exactly, man. I'm like, damn, I don't get my badge of courage. I don't get my stripes. But I don't know, man. I just... Uh, I honestly, during that whole time, I, I thought any day was going to be my last day on Twitter. And I was totally fine with it, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, if they get me off, I don't give a shit. I'll go back to my life and just be at peace. I, was, I wouldn't even try to come back. I was just like, because I was just that ready. I was like, I'll leave it up to God. Whatever happens, happens, man. Um, and I did get bombed off Facebook, though. The minute I had Liz Crokin on talking about mm. pederasses, boom, they bombed me. No appeal, nothing. They just shows you who they are right mm -hmm. talk about pedophiles and you get bombed it's crazy so um that happened and um i don't know i just i just kind of um i i, I lasted that first assault i lasted through that storm and i got through it and i just kind of navigated with my I, I still have a youtube channel which is unbelievable mm -hmm. and uh i set up when all this was happening when all this chaos was happening that's when i set up nino's corner.tv because i wanted a safe space to go to where I could say what I want to say. And my audience was growing. So a lot of people went over to Nino's Corner.tv. But I, I leave, what I figured out was I leave my YouTube or my fluff tube. I, I, I walk a fine line. I don't go full retard. I just stay, I just <laughs> have to walk a, <laughs> That was good. That's good. That's what it is. I just walk a fine line and I just, I make hand signals. Like everyone knows what that is. Um, you know, stuff like that to where AI can't really get me, but I'm still walking a really fine line. I don't know. And um, so, but uh, but all my fringe content, I just figured out a formula. All my fringe content goes on Nino's Corner.tv and all my fluff tube stuff goes on YouTube. And I just funnel people back and forth because that's all I can do. I got to have my safe space. You know, I, I don't want to be, uh, I want a place where I can be unapologetic. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to be like Rogan and start apologizing to people. Fuck that. I'm going to be who I am and be how I want to be on my, when you come to my house, it's my rules. I love that. I'm actually going to write this down because I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to figure out myself. I've, I've had so many issues with AI trying to stop me here. Take, on take every platform for what it is like Twitter. Yeah. I use that to just put some bullshit up here and there. Funny shit, whatever. Getter, you can get more serious on Getter. Uh, Telegram, you can, from what I see, you can post anything on Telegram. Um, That's my go-to so, for, for anything. Yeah. yeah, so just use each platform for what, it's, for what it's there for. Instagram, shallow, surface-level bullshit. Fucking, you want to look at yourself on your phone, make the duck face, whatever. <laughs> do that on Instagram. Instagram's disgusting to me. I hardly ever even go on it anymore. There's nothing of value or substance I even want to see on there. I don't give it, I mean, how many... How many fucking chicks can you look at on Instagram showing their ass with a spiritual quote at the bottom <laughs> or a Bible verse or what it takes to be strong? You know, it's just, it's a bunch of fucking garbage, dude. And I, I don't care to look at it. I, I mean, I like looking at a nice ass every now and then. That's no lie. But 
the spiritual quotes and the but Bible say, verses. But say under- that's what you're doing. Say you're showing me your ass. Don't, <laughs> Just don't say what you're doing. I like don't showing my ass. Yeah. Give me a like if you like my ass. Don't there sit there and throw a Bible <laughs> verse up you after go. you share your fucking ass where we can see some of your vag. I'm just saying. And then you got, you know, fuck, I don't know. I can go all day for that one. I can go all day on that one. But it's, we're just living in such a fake society now. It's disgusting. No wonder they're able to do what they're doing. No wonder they're able to steal our country because everyone gives more shit, gives, gives a bigger shit about what they look like with their fucking filters on Instagram than anything else. It's absolute insanity and it's lunacy. It's fucking crazy. Sorry. I mean... I can't imagine, sorry, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I can't imagine today like, oh, how'd you meet your mom? Or how'd you meet your dad? Oh, we met on Instagram. You should have seen the picture of her ass on there. It was amazing. <laughs> Every She was getting so many likes. And so was I. I was showing my abs. And I was on there showing my abs. And she was showing her ass. And we connected. We had kids. It was happy ever since. Bullshit. And the little kid's like, all right, Grandpa, I'm going to go back. Yeah, that's a great story, Grandpa. <laughs> <Great> story. <laughs> It's crazy. Okay, so it's I fucking to, crazy. I feel like I'm I, the one that looks insane. I, I have to ask then your perspective on this, the metaverse. So, what, well, how, what do you think is? What do you think? What's the goal here? What's what are they trying to do? Oh, they're trying to lock you into an alternate reality, because this reality is going to suck so fucking bad. Because the new world order wants to take over everything we do. That they want to trap you into an alternate reality. Talk about taking everything away from God. That's what that is taking everything away that you don't even want to exist in this reality anymore. You're going to just go to your computer, put your little fucking headset on, play in this little fake reality where nothing even matters and neglect the true reality, neglect the true connection to God and family and friends. It's, it's crazy. I'm not going to be a part of that madness. Yeah. You know, I, I would have to agree, man. There's, there's, there's definitely a plan to use the metaverse as an escape escapism so they're pushing like hey get away from real world go but i, I never heard your perspective on it in that way where it's like they're they're that's what essentially what they're doing with the real world they're destroying it they're making it 100 unlivable so people it's gonna go be unlivable. Oh, look every day up in the sky there's chemtrails everywhere dude they're killing our planet they're killing us that's this is there's no time to be like pussyfoot around this shit, man like, I don't know. It's a conspiracy. You better wake up. Better wake up because that's what they're doing. They're killing us. And, and, and everything, our environment, everything, they blame climate change. No bullshit. They're killing us with chemtrails, harp. Just look into it. I'm crazy because I research. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people, I was like, I'm a conspiracy analyst. Right, right. There you go. a person that researches conspiracies. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, yeah, yeah. That word conspiracy, they put such a derogatory context to it. It's just like, it's like saying, I think, therefore I'm crazy. It's fucking (laughs) nuts. It's it's, it's nuts, man. Everyone wants to be a part of the herd. Everyone wants to be a sheep. I'm telling everyone, break the fuck out of it. Wake up. Come to your senses. Come to your power. They're all so powerful. The minute each of us wakes up, they have no control anymore. They have no more control. It's a little group of people controlling the whole fucking planet. And the way they do it is with your MSM. Anybody who works for the news, anchors out there, I'm looking at you and I'm blaming you. You're a piece of shit. And you're knowingly a piece of shit. You're going to go to hell. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this shit, dude. Like, 
what they're doing to society, how they're playing this out. You got the mouthpieces up there bringing you the news. They're garbage. They're garbage. Either wittingly or unwittingly, they're pushing an agenda to you to control humanity and take us all to hell. Bottom line, I'm sorry I'm being so upfront and blunt and forth on it, forthcoming on this stuff, but there's no time anymore. We're already in World War III, man. We're here. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. That's actually a good segue. Um, so, you know, in the beginning, I remember when we first started all this, I think I feel like we were both kind of just trying to figure things out. Um, you know, both you and I, we both did interviews with like Charlie Ward and uh, 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 David Robert Steele, uh, rest of soul. And, you know, all the people that have now become kind of like leaders in these movement in this movement. So, and, and especially Juan O'Savin. So, you know, has your perspective shifted from that initial phase where we were getting all of these like rumors yeah. and research, you know, about, about the, the, the 17 movement. I don't want to say it cause AI, um, you know, and Trump fighting for us and all of that. So, so if you can share just a little bit of what you're, yeah, it's, now. it's, I mean, we're in it now, dude, we're in the shit show. Like we sure. thought we were in the shit show before the minute I saw Biden steal the election, I knew we we're in trouble, dude. I was like, Oh, we're fucked. I don't, you know, even if though I believe in a plan, I believe in the good guys, I believe in the white hats, all that stuff, but it's going to get very bad. It's going to get bad. And, and when I say that, I mean it as, you know, 107 always talks about a near death, near death experience. Well, <laughs> we're here and um, it's going to get worse. And what I mean by worse is we are potentially going to have a nuclear showdown. What, see, you got to understand these are psychopaths. They want a, this is a scorched earth policy. They want everyone gone, 13 out of 14 people gone. And the ones that are, that are left over, they want to be a very good, uh, well-managed society that they can control with AI, mind you, AI, a socialist a utopia, right? <laughs> and, um, uh, and and that's what they want. And these psychopaths are going to stop at nothing to do this. So it's like, you know, we are there now. So this this it's kind of like playing chess. And like I I can't remember the comedian that said this, but maybe it was George Carlin. I can't remember. But anyway, it's like playing chess with somebody, and they just go boom. They just knock over the chessboard and say, "We win! I win!" And you're like, "What are you talking okay, about?" <laughs> that's just, what they're doing right now. Yeah. They couldn't beat us. They tried Trump. They, they went after Trump. People woke up. A massive, massive amounts of people woke up. Then they did the whole COVID thing. And now that's falling apart. So now <laughs> plan C, World War Three. And this is going to keep escalating, man. I don't see this is where like now I can't figure it out. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen from here, dude. It's really up to God now that this is the time you give it to God because I, I actually thought we had a chance before this, but now, dude, we're in it. Like this is this is bad, and people who are removed from reality or don't understand what's going on, they're just riding the wave. <laughs> they're just in the fear, riding that. You wave. know, maybe that's what I need to do, bro. Maybe I need to just shut this all off, walk away from it, and just enjoy my life because mm. it's frustrating, dude. What What would you say? Um... You know, because I, I always say that if you moving forward in this reality, the best way is to to know the why of why things are right. The past, like why, why how do we get to this point? So, well, in your perspective, what, why why do they do all this? Why why the, the the scorch earth destruction? Is it is it a is it a because plan? yeah? Well, we're going towards a great reset, and they want to start over. It's and I think it has to do with, and this is just an opinion. 
I think it has to do with certain cycles. You've got to remember these people are pagan, pagan sun worshipers. Okay. They're fucking Satanists. Mm. And, um, they look at everything as a shift or a coming of a cycle or an ending of a cycle, beginning of a new cycle. So everything that's happening right now is, is to them very cyclical and to control the next energy shift, they need to control the narrative. They need to, they need to, to, uh, take control of the agenda, the whole thing. And that's where we're at right now. And I think the earth, I, the Indians have said it before, and I don't know if it's the Hopis, but I think we're in the fifth cycle or something like that along the lines. People can fact check me. I may be wrong on that. I wouldn't be the first time, but it's something along those lines. And I believe that's where we're at right now in a, in a coming of an age, right? Mm. And um, what they want to do is there's too many people on this planet, according to them. So take them out, take out all competition. They already have a technocracy that they need. So they don't need people anymore. They don't need your money. They already have the power. They don't need you working to pay taxes and doing any of that. They already have a system in place that's going to take care of all that. And you'll be born into a job and you'll be born into a system that they give to you, that you qualify for. No more God, no more living to your greatest abilities. Never, uh, never mind the human endeavor, the human spirit going for your dream. You'll be born like a robot into what you can do for them. That's how this is going to work out. If they get their way And that's what the fight is right now What I'm saying sounds so batshit crazy And that's why people don't look into it Or they dismiss it Because it is batshit crazy These people are batshit crazy I, I, That's good, exactly Yeah, it sounds crazy Because it fucking is These are psychopaths Because it is <laughs> Because it is I agree, I agree um, You know, I, I have to agree with that uh, You know, you, I know you, you, sp you spoke about it In a little bit more spiritual way And I totally align with that explanation uh, But even on a more practical way You can look this stuff up That we are individually Like our bodies We, we are the assets We are the assets and if the physical body is already the asset, like we're born in this, in this reality and we're given that, that you know, birth certificate that represents the, the connection to that trust, all that stuff. So if the physical is already enslaved, what's the next thing that needs to be enslaved? Is your spirit. Your spirit. There yes. you go. And that's, and that's what's happening right here. We're, we're in a major fight war for the human spirit, for the drive, for the passion, for you know, what you said, a backbone. They're, they're trying to like rip it all they out. They want to take all that away from us. Yeah. And they are doing that. What do you think this whole mask thing was? Six feet of distancing. What do you think that was? Wake up. That's to disconnect you from hum humanity, man. To me, that's an, it's an easy conditioning process. It's an easy conditioning process. You do that, what is it, 21 days to break a habit or form a new habit? It's like, yeah, it's like uh, no, it's a little already, more. I mean, it's there like are people right days. now yeah. with Stockholm syndrome, dude. When I look at these people walking around with masks on, and I and I just look at them, I'm like, you are still captive. Like they don't mentally, they don't want to break out of it. You cannot, and they will die. They will go down in flames till they're blue in the face to prove that they are right. So they will continue to wear this, this fuck. They will continue to perform this theater. You know, I see people running in the park with a mask. I mean, idiots, dude. Oh, just like driving in their like, car with the mask on. So I'm like, that's horrible. We it's are. Like, we're no 700 days. In your mind, like what this might be about. It's crazy. Uh, even even the uh, uh, DeSantis, he walked into that yeah. room with all the kids 
And he was like, hey, rip that off. What, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? And this one and kid. And I think the, the, the one kid with the mask on that kept it on, he was like, oh, he went and told his mom, and they're like making a big deal out of it. It's yeah. like, what a tool bag. But, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, again, that's, it goes back to what I've been saying a lot with, in my interviews is that there's, there's a divide. There's two types of people now. You have this one type, which is deeper and deeper into the fear every day, just getting more and more afraid, more and more reactive. And then the other part, other people are like, I'm out. Yeah, done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like two realities existing in at once. It is simultaneous. It's really crazy. Yeah. Um, we, you know, I don't know if you saw that video. I just put it up on Telegram. This is totally off a subject, but I kind of think it could be real. There's, a, you know, the Berenstein book, the Berenstein Bears. They're, they're talking about the, the um, uh, what's it the called? E the E, and uh, I, it's, it's not an E, but an I. A. Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah. Well, this guy has it on, and whether either has some really great uh, technology on him or it's real. He's walking into his room. And it's, it changes from Berenstein to Berenstein. And then he walks back out and then Berenstein walks in just like a dimensional ship. Now, I don't know if this video is real, but it makes you think. It makes you think. And it's worth watching. It's on my Telegram, Nino's Corner. Go check it out. It's freaking crazy. I mean, I wouldn't um, put it back. I mean, I've seen enough enough experiments that have been done with the hydrogen collider. and Yeah. And what's it called? What's it, what's it called? The effect? The uh Oh, what man, I'll both think of it, but it's the uh mandolin effect or something. It's the oh, uh, the, the the Schroeder's Schroeder's box or, or the, the yeah, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat, Schrodinger's cat. Where, no, where, no, 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 I forgot. Oh, well, but but interdimensional well, all showing is a glitch in the system, yeah, that even our reality is a matrix. This whole thing that we think we're part of that's you know, it's just to me, I question all of it, you know, I question all that. I almost think like. The deep state and the the AI they're bringing into this into the reality now into our life is a is a program within a program within a program within a program to keep us more and more and more captive, and and from our sovereign self, free living, free spirit. It's like it's a program within a program within a program within a program. I, I would actually I would actually say a hundred percent that's the truth. Um, I would say that what they've been doing because you know Elon Musk actually said this his biggest fear for the end of the world is the singularity it's not like yeah. an asteroid it's yeah. not a tsunami anything like that it's the singularity and what I think that actually means is is what you literally what you just said where they they create they compound on the AIs and and create filters so then they're like filtering words filtering sentences whatever to the point where the AI is now kind of compounding on itself. It's kind of like deciding yeah. on itself what to filter. Exactly. And so, and so essentially we're not going to be able to say anything on nothing. And, 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 and I think that's what ultimately traps your soul and, and stops you from ever becoming an eternal soul again. It's, it's, yeah. it's when you don't like have a voice when you don't have right, a voice it's a trap within a trap within a trap within a trap. I dude, I'm seeing the world so differently now, just in these last two years, which I'm sure a lot of the audiences as well. I question everything, dude. I, and I don't claim to be right on anything. I just say, op I just, my problem is I opened up Pandora's box and I just have more questions and answers. And I'm just bringing it to my audience because, you know, I'm wrong. I could be wrong 50 50, sometimes maybe more than that. I don't know, but at least I have questions. Mm. And I, and you know, and I'm just looking for answers, dude. You know, like, and I'm guilty even at one time for moving the goalposts back because I really thought, bro. I'll be honest with you. I really thought the military would have stepped in ah, a long time ago, but we're here now. We're in World War Three, so 
I've been wrong. I've been wrong on a few things, and but I'm not scared to admit that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I, I just want to find truth. That's it. And that's the difference between you and I believe anybody else that is like speaking. Well, not maybe not anybody else, but the people that are in mainstream at least, where they won't speak the truth because they're afraid of the repercussions of being wrong. And you're like, dude, we're speaking truth because that's my that's my whole where life I'm at. has been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I can relate. Um, so I, 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 okay. I don't want to keep on the doom and gloom and we have a, a little bit left here. So I kind of want to shift a little bit the energy and, and look at maybe solutions or, you know, a little bit of crypto uh, talk if we can include it in here. So first of all, what, what is your perspective on crypto? Just, just so I can kind of, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know much about it. I know I've been told different things about Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum, all this stuff. I just, me personally, I invested in XRP. Uh, and I have I, I, two of them, Bitcoin and XRP are the two I, I put in money into. I feel it's like gambling. It's anyone's best guess. But the two that are strong, the one that's strong, obviously, is Bitcoin. And then you got XRP, which I hear is going to take off in the future. And it's all hearsay, as far as I know, but I'll take the chance. I'll gamble a little bit with it. So I guess if you like gambling, play crypto. I don't know. I, don't, I really, I'm not an expert on this. I'm the wrong guest to have on your show if you think I have any kind of really uh, educated <laughs> opinion on this. No, no. I, you know, I love, I, I interviewed all different types of guests and I always like to ask, you know, what their perspective is and like what they, what they see in it. Um, and I, always, I also like to offer one shift in that perspective if I can. So um, if I can offer a perspective shift to you, uh, sure. this, is what, this is what it is. I would, I, would, I would invite you to look at it more as a paradigm shift than another asset class to to trade in. Okay. Um, what's really happening here is is a, sort of like a stepping away from somebody needing to lose for you to win, right? That's 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 the whole paradigm of trading, of even really capitalism in general, right? And capitalism in general, um, when you're either when you're creating a product or a service, you're taking away uh, from somebody else benefiting from that customer. So there is. And, and our literally the entirety of our ecosystem of capitalism, it's this divisive, tense, somebody needs to lose for me to win system. And that's and I believe that's on purpose so that the people in, in power can keep control because divisiveness is easier to control. Yeah, that's and, why they're bringing in a great reset. Right, right. And they're trying to shift it all. Um, Crypto, crypto is sort of like flipping it on its head. It's kind of giving us back that power to have our finances with us. And so uh, it's sort of like shifting away from the divisiveness to how can we all make money together online without these third parties, without other people, just between us, right? Right. And so I've been trying to kind of like really share a different way of, of doing crypto where it's like not the trading, the trading is great, that's gonna happen, you know, it's a tool so both good and evil are going to come in and use it. But the true reason, like the, the, the function of it is to give us that sovereignty, to give us the ability to disconnect. And I even called it recently, um, 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 uh, instead of looking at it a monetary system, it's really a bartering system. It, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, it's a bartering system of skills. I can agree um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I like to just kind of share a different perspective. I'm, I'm still, cool. you know, I'm still kind of, you know, one foot in, one foot out, because I, I probably need to research more onto it. I'm, I'm researching more, uh, you know, deep state 
propaganda and stuff like that so i could do it for my show i need to look more into crypto though i really do and i'm guilty of that i need to look Dude, more give me out, give me on your episode give me on your podcast and I'll talk i will, crypto for hours, I will absolutely <laughs> well I'll, we'll do that and you will we'll talk about crypto you bring in all the uh, expertise you have and, you, and we'll talk about it yeah no no pressure no pressure <laughs> no no pressure no. um Cool, man. I, I appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time and connecting with me and just and just chatting and connecting again. Um, is there is there uh, I always like to leave the last word to the interview. If you want to give like a piece of advice or plug something at the end here. Take show. Yeah. Um, wake up. <laughs> We're here. We're here. So uh, get your, you know, start stocking, pre uh, prepping, uh, get involved in crypto, whatever you got to do. Start making that because we're making that shift, folks. We are making that shift. So don't be left behind. That's all I can say. Do whatever you need to do to prepare because we're in it now. And it's only going to escalate from here. And I hate to be a fear monger or anything like that. No, I'm just, it's just reality. It's just where we are at. And I don't think this is going to fizzle out anytime soon. I think it's going to come to a head and anyone's best guess. So prepare accordingly. Prepare for anything, let go of expectations. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Cool, man. I appreciate it, David. You're the man. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. And always remember to gamify your abundance. Wow. What an amazing, amazing time with David Nino Rodriguez. He's a true OG when it comes to truth. Uh, I remember when we first connected, he shared just his journey about coming out of boxing and going through a traumatic experience. Um, I wish he would have shared a little bit more about that. Um, but I, I, once he shared that initially in our first conversation, I was like, oh, this dude gets it. He gets it. He, he's been through that darkness, the dark night of the soul enough to see the light for what it is. Um, so if you want to really dive in deeper with David, uh, make sure you check out ninoscorner.tv. He has a monthly subscription, $3.99 a month, I believe. And he interviews a ton of people that are really, you know, have their finger on the pulse when it comes to current events and what's happening in this reality. And of course, if you want to know more about crypto and dive deeper into that and how and what that perspective that I share with David really means about looking at it as a form of, of community building, of making money with your friends instead of the divisive, toxic capitalism that we experience in this reality. Make sure you check out my course, autogomes.live slash um, uh, crypto made easy, crypto dash made dash easy. Uh, and that you get all the information you want there. There's eight hours of content that you cannot uh, lose yourself into, or you can lose yourself into if you really want to. So make sure to Take a look at that. Follow the button below. Or, so if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash that follow button. If you're on Instagram, like button, save it, share it. We want to get this information out there. The more people that understand how good crypto is and what it can do for our reality, the easier it is for us to disconnect and create our own little sovereign ecosystems. And always remember to gamify your abundance. Love you guys.